Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Raz Report. We're very excited to be in Auburn Hills, Michigan with Sandy Monroe. Sandy, <laughs> I, I, do a, I can do a whole intro on this guy. This guy has taken the internet by storm. When it comes to electric vehicles, when it comes to manufacturing, taking apart cars, batteries, I sent out a message <clears throat> last night to some followers. I got 65 questions in about an hour. The last time I had this kind of reaction this quickly was when I had Kathy Wood on from ARK Invest. And you know, you know Kathy Wood from ARK? No, you know, so she's an analyst. <laughs> no, but that just shows yeah. you're an expert at what you know. <clears throat> Kathy Wood is an analyst at ARK Investment, an ETF uh, fund. And they're one of the biggest bulls of Tesla and electric vehicles and innovation. And um, yeah, so now that I say her name, you'll, you'll hear it. But we're right at headquarters. I got to walk around here today. He's taking apart, car, taking apart cars, batteries. Sandy, how did you do all this? I mean, this place is gi gigantic. How did <laughs> well, you do first off, I did not do it all. <clears throat> this is, uh, we got an 80-person team here. Um, almost everybody, well, everybody is a, a, an engineer uh, that's working back here. Uh, we, um, we continuously are looking at, uh, you, you mentioned the cars and whatnot, but if you look around, you'll see over there, there's airplanes, we have uh, washing machines. We've done everything, we've, we've worked on everything from Barbie to the space station. And that's kind of why people hire us because we have a, we have a diverse background. And so what we can do is take a technology that's commonplace, let's say in kids' toys, <clears throat> and uh, bring it into a medical device. And, and, and it's a good example because snap fits in toys are the absolute best, plus they're the most litigious. Uh, you cannot beat, um, uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't win against um, a lawsuit when there's children involved. They just put a one down and keep writing zeros and hope that you'll, you'll say when to stop. So children's toys for snap fits are unbeatable. Well, I, I remember in your Elon Musk interview, you did talk about Legos. Legos yeah. and being like a great manufacturing thing. But going back to, we're gonna get into all the auto stuff, battery technology, we've about a half an hour, but, we, but I'm gonna skip to this part. I'm gonna move off auto. You've designed a lot of things, but one of the things that frustrates me is ice skates. So my son used to play hockey, and they're impossible to tie. You have to use all your might, I'm not that strong, and I always like, wished, like, I wished Elon Musk's kid, uh, you know, ice skates and he'd create new skates. But then I'm here with you and you're an inventor like that. So I brought my golf shoe. My golf shoe has laces, but instead they use this air thing. Yeah. So they, it tightens and you just go like this. And it's like, I don't have to tie my shoes anymore. Right. Why don't they make this like on every shoe? And I like, could you make this for ice skates? Oh, of course we could. But the thing is here, I mean, this is, this is not a new invention. It's not? Um, no, it's been around for a long, long time. And um, this one's a little different than, uh, than, than normal. But in essence, there's another one where uh, you can pump them up and you don't have laces on that. You can, um, you can do a myriad of different things. And these are, you know, these are the types of things that, <clears throat> I don't know how, how to describe it, but they've been around for a long time, but 
people just don't want to jump into it, and I don't know why. But for ice skates, uh, I used to play hockey, and um, and lacing up takes forever. Having something like this where I just go. So when you were 15, 14, 16, what were you thinking you were going to do in life? Were you always a tinker? Like, how did this come about? <clears throat> okay, so um, I grew up on a farm in, um, actually, right across the river in Canada, in Essex County. And, um, and at uh, 13 or 14, I would have been picking tomatoes. Uh, <clears throat> and I knew that that was not going to be for me. So the farmers used to hire us in the wintertime to help them do the maintenance on the, uh, the farm equipment and whatnot. So I did that. At 16, <clears throat> I became 18. My dad ran a factory, and you're supposed to be 18 before you can work in a factory. And he said, um, it's about time you started your apprenticeship. And he knew I wanted to be a toolmaker. So I started my apprenticeship at 16 for 18. 17, I was 18. And 18, I was 18. And by the time I was 19, I had my journeyman's card. So and, some kids were uh, sneaking into bars, getting alcohol. You were sneaking into work. Uh, I was sneaking into work and bars and alcohol because, after all, if you're working with tool makers, you got to have lunch. That's true. And the uh, closest tavern, I mean, if everybody yep. came running in, boom, 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 the peers went on the table, eat, yep. uh, if you're in Canada, eat pickled eggs yep. and beer, yep. and then back to work. Yep, totally understand. <clears throat> okay, so, yeah. that, so that's how you got your start. Yep. So then, then you... I'm going to skip a little bit. You ended up at, like, Ford. Um, yeah. How did you end up at Ford? How did that come out? Did they recruit you? Like, how did that come about? <clears throat> well, I was working at a place just before that, Valiant Machine Tool, which is a huge machine tool company. And we designed and, um, and built at Valiant um, an assembly line for them for intake manifolds. And I was the chief engineer at the time. And... Ford came to me and said, uh, hey, you ever thought of uh, moving on up? And, How they uh, know you? They just knew you? Oh, for- uh, I was fairly well known in the machine tool world. Um, in in uh, Ford, GM, Honda, Toyota, they all knew kind of what we did and who I was. Yep. And uh, so they offered me a job, and I came in as, uh, so I had, <clears throat> I don't know, about 100 guys working for me at, um, at Valiant. Ford wanted to automate the assembly line. And right. so they came to you and said, how do you, can we automate the assembly line? What was your answer? And were you guys able to automate the assembly line? Um, the answer was basically uh, no. Um, I can't automate anything uh, simply because it wasn't designed for automation. And designing for automation requires uh, a different, uh, different thought process. And the thought process is really simple. You design for a robot. You're designing for a one-armed blind idiot a robot can only pick something up and put it down kind of like an idiot he only got one arm and he doesn't have any eyes normally not unless you want to spend a lot of money and so in those days that was what you had to live with and so we started designing products at Ford to first off reduce parts significantly and we took 30 percent of the parts out of the first car that we analyzed 30 percent of the parts was a lot and then many of the parts could be robotically put together, but we found that there was no return on investment. We could do it faster, cheaper, and better with people. So <clears throat> where GM had gone in a direction of uh, they sent hundreds and hundreds of robots to different factories and said, here, put these in and get them going. And Ford, we, uh, we designed for robotics, found out we could, we could make a seat, we could s- stuff a seat cushion with a robot. But at the end of the day, what for? It, it didn't give us a return on investment, so we just kept the people. 
Got it. Okay. And then wh- how many years were you at Ford? Ten, right to the day. Okay. And why did you leave Ford? <clears throat> um, uh, there was uh, some... Um, I had a conversation. Didn't you make a big impact on the Ford Taurus, one of the, yeah. Ford's biggest selling cars ever? Right. Yeah. The Japanese called it the Taurus shock. It scared the daylights out of them. That's, like I say, 30% less parts. People pay attention because everybody tears and their that cars And that you were pieces. responsible for? Oh, no, no. Not just me. That, I know. Again, but that was Team Taurus, and it was a, there was thousands of people on Team Taurus, and my contribution was how do we get rid of parts? How do we... How do we challenge all these parts that we're using? And uh, we have a little card that we use. And in essence, if a part doesn't have to move or it doesn't have to be a fundamentally different material, then it's a candidate for elimination or combination to other parts. And then we said, screws are our enemy, because we had done a lot of research to find out what were the main poor quality drivers. And it was fastening devices, sleigh fasteners like screws, belts, and... Um, and um, um, Screws, belts, and so, oh, and springs, and we got rid of tons of them. They were just—it uh, was just amazing how we uh, how we reduced the number of parts and and the, the quality just shot to the moon. And that's when <clears throat> I, I also worked with Dr. Deming. Dr. Deming and I—he um, was actually the reason that I left. He told me to leave. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, he said I was wasting my time. I I normally do my Dr. Deming thing. Sandy, uh. Well, this is just ridiculous. You can make a lot more money and have a lot more fun if you leave this place. And unfortunately, Red Poling was standing right there. Oh, and God. He was, the, <clears throat> he was the big shot at Ford. And uh, so I, I thought, hmm, maybe it's a good, good time to leave. <laughs> or get a raise if he sees that you're... Well, the raises, um, I, I got plenty of raises. I was happy. I moved up uh, very quickly at Ford. Yep. But, um, uh, but I'm not a good politician. I can't remember names and... It just. Uh, I'm Jason. You know, I got that. No, no, sorry. I forget names too. So <laughs> uh, you're Sandy. You're just famous, though. So uh, um, okay. So so that so that was um, you decided to leave Ford ten years. Yeah. Um, then I don't know what happens next, but you you had something to do with create or with the club car the president. Like, can yeah. you take us back to that and the golf cart basically? Yeah. So um, um, there's a there's a couple of steps in between. So we worked on. Um, we were working with General Motors, and we helped them um, get ahead um, and save a couple of cars. The, 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 the best one, I guess, would be the Camaro Firebird, where we not only did we help them redesign it and take out a tremendous amount of cost and weight and quality issues, but we also made it so it was buildable. And uh, so that was a, a big success story, and then the Cadillacs and whatnot. Then from there, <clears throat> um, we got a job with uh, Land Rover and uh, Range Rover, and so we helped them reduce their cost and weight and make it so that it, the car was, uh, was really well done, and we worked for Range Rover, but actually we were paid by BMW directly, so anyway, on one of those trips, um, we got a call, I got a call from Nancy, Nancy Lurch, the lady who, um, who used to run Monroe and Associates, and she said, um, we need to go to uh, Augusta, Georgia, and I said, whatever for? And uh, she said, well, they're, the people there at Club Car, they want to talk to you. I said, really? Why? And apparently they heard something from the BMW guys. And so anyways, instead of flying... How old were you then? Uh, I would be about uh, 40, hmm, 43, something like that. Okay. 43, 44. I may, be, I may be that right now, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, I, flew, uh, I flew to Atlanta, got to Augusta. 
we sat down in front of uh, the, uh, the, uh, the executives at, uh, at Club Car, and they said, how much would it cost to redesign our car? And I want it to be as successful as what you're doing with, uh, with the people at BMW. And I said, uh, I don't golf. I've never seen one of your cars. <laughs> and that's how it started. So, wow. um, so we gave them a price, and we started working on it. And 18 months later, we had a product that, uh, or they had a product, that uh, we had uh, redesigned completely. We'd done all the engineering. We did, all the, uh, we did a lot more what we would call background work for like marketing and whatnot, finding out what the customer's needs and wants were. We changed everything on that car. And, um, and when we brought it out, um, and we also did the factory, we, we took one of their warehouses, sandblasted it, painted it white, put in all the uh, tools and equipment. Everything was done in the dark. There was nobody knew about this at all. There was only three people on the planet that, that worked at Club Car that knew what was going on. The president CEO, the vice president of engineering, and the vice president of manufacturing. That's it. Did, nobody else did. Did you get a different facility to do we it? We did it here in Detroit. Everything was done right here. Really? In, yes, everything. So the engineering was done here. The, uh, the, the first builds were done here. Yeah. All the machine tools were done here. All the molds and dyes were done in Michigan. Everything then went down to, uh, to uh, Augusta, and it was all installed at night. Wait, oh my God. Wait, so what was the club car like, the golf cart like before you did something to it? It was exactly the same as all the other ones. Crap. I mean, you had bouncing, uh, bouncing. People would bounce out of these things when they were driving. They'd flip over really easy. Oh, wow. They had all kinds of issues with steering and handling. They were just junk. And so what we did was we turned it, we gave them a, a real, true suspension. Um, we made it so that the, uh, the car was really viable. So the big thing is, or what I'm leading up to, is we went to, the, um, um, uh, to what they call the PGA. And it's, a, um, it's not what you think. It's, um, it's a big conference that's, uh, that's in Orange County, Florida. And, um, and we were standing at the top of the uh, club car pavilion. And we could see all the way out to the beginning or the, the doors for the, uh, for, the, for the big convention center. And we watched everybody come in. And so first thing that happens is you go through all the tchotchke buying golf balls and tees and yep. all kinds of other stuff. And then they go in and they're, they're looking at groundskeepers' equipment. You're like at the PGA show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you come back and that's where the golf cars are. So the first one was, uh, was the uh, Textron, the EasyGo, then the Yamaha, and then we were in the very end. And the reason for that was because we had put in our own track. We had a brand new Yamaha a brand new uh, Easy Go, and the brand new club cars. And the motto was, drive it once and see the difference. And I'm telling you what, we had a two-story booth. No one had ever seen anything like this. The crowds came walking through. They'd stop for a minute here or there, and they kept coming and coming. And when I was standing on top of that pavilion, looking around, there might have been 30 or 40 people in the rest of the convention hall, but everybody was right there. So wait. We sold out a whole year of production in one or two days. Well, you had to have some serious <clears throat> gall, like gall to do. Like you took the competitors' golf carts, put them on your track. Yeah. Weren't they mad at you, those guys? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. They, like, like, Are you kidding? Like I can't imagine because well, like. Yeah, of course they were mad. 
They were mad because they didn't do anything. And when I when Mont Miller was the guy that actually got the thing started, and Mont Miller said, Miller's, right Miller's the last name? Or first? Yeah, okay. Matt, Matt Miller okay. is his name. Mont, M-O-N-T. Anyway, he said, um, we have to do something. We have 30% of the market share, and, and, uh, and, and we have to do something that's going to be dramatic if we want to grow the company. Amazing. And he said, and I'm picking you. And that's what we did. And they went from basically 30% market share to 80 wow. in, in one year. And, and you had a big impact. I mean, your company had a big impact on that. Yeah. Yes, that, it did. And there's videos. I mean, um, there's videos. Are out you guys from an there. owner of it? No. But you got paid. You got paid. We you did. made the deal, but it yeah. would have been, you could have said, hey, 1%, you know? Well, you know, we tried that. And uh, initially, everybody was on for that. Well, we'll give you, uh, I can't remember what it was, like, say, 100 bucks a car or whatever, something yeah. like oh, that. Oh, yeah, Kevin O'Leary, Royalties. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I should have had him on my oh, side. Oh, yeah, you should have. We could yeah. get him on now. Yeah, maybe. He's, he's one of maybe. our closest, like, uh, one of my closest guys. Oh, big, really? He's been on my show, like, six times. I'd call him right now Mr. FaceTime. Wonderful. Yeah. Mr. Wonderful would answer FaceTime right now. But, yes, we can no have kidding. him. If, wow. if there's an angle for Royalties and you have something, Kevin could help. Well, I, I just like to figure out how you can make a contract that makes it work. Yep. Anyways, we got into it. And then once they saw how much money we're peeling out, and after the, the big thing was when we made the prototype and they drove it around, no, 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 we're not giving you a penny. They knew, and what, that they was the end. They knew what they had. And but, that, but that's what I mean by like the <clears throat> opportunity that you see or have. Like I'm just like sitting here and I wish like I just almost like was the, I like brought in packages. I buy toys for the kids and, and it's wrapped in all these annoying things and all these things that are hard to put up apart. The, the ice skates example. I'll even give you another one. I mean, now they're working on a little bit and I get robotic stuff is tough for um, not solid parts, but making a cheeseburger. You can make a car, I know, because there's solid parts, but a cheeseburger, there should be more robotics with there, you know, and mm. putting it on the sides. Like there's just all, so many things that if you, it's like, I feel like you're like the Albert Einstein that comes around your Detroit, Thomas Edison and you can just improve <laughs> upon it, you know? Well, I'll tell you, uh, you, you were talking about food. Uh, there's lots of robotics in food. And one of the, uh, one of the systems that we put up was um, we bought, uh, I don't know, several hundred of these little tiny robots um, um, for one of the companies that we were working with in China. And we stuck them there and they, turned, they, they make noodles. Because when you make noodles in a big batch, they don't taste quite the same. And, um, and in China and Japan and Korea, they, they know the difference. So we had hundreds of these little robots mixing up noodles, noodle, uh, like the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the ingredients and whatnot. Everything was automated. And uh, so we worked, in fact, Neko Candy. We brought them, uh, uh, we showed them how they could uh, make uh, candy faster and easier. But for McDonald's or something like that, maybe when they get to 15 bucks an hour, they'll, they'll consider it. But if you're hiring kids, and uh, they're running at $10 an hour. Pretty hard to justify a robot for, yep. uh, for get, taking that out. I get it. And then the, the, the issues. All right. I know our listeners keep asking me to ask about certain companies, Arkimoto. Arkimoto. And I'm not trying to take any low-skilled jobs away. I'm just saying to augment some stuff where people <clears throat> f find these things frustrating. You well, could, you could... yeah, there's, there's something called the four Ds. Dirty, dangerous, and drudgery. Three Ds. And that, that is what we try and do as well. That's a good place for robotics. I don't want people to, to do a mindless job That's that right. something else can do. I don't want them being dangerous. And I, why should I put somebody in a, in a dirty 
environment. Nobody wants to wall around in mud. So that's, those are the three things that I look at for robotics. Yeah, I mean, we do have that robot vacuum thing in our house now, so I don't know, if that, <laughs> I don't know what that's defined as, but yeah. it's something. Okay, so we're going to get to the automaker stuff right now. I wanted to get a little background on Sandy because I wanted you guys to realize this isn't a one-trick pony, not a two-trick pony. This is a guy over a lifetime of um, invention success and improving processes. The the golf cart thing is quite a story. I didn't know that whole part of it. Quite, I mean, because like I'm I'm a golfer, or I think I'm a golfer somewhat, and so it's just quite a story. I, I feel like you should have like a you should be able to get any amount of golf carts you want per year now since you did that for them. <laughs> well, we have one in the front. I saw that. Uh, yeah. That's what I, okay. Yeah. So I'm moving to um, we're moving to the automaker stuff. Okay. Okay. And and then we're going into batteries. So you guys, we got automakers and batteries. And no, and you guys know Sandy did it, you know, the whole California trip. We're going to talk about that and we'll go fast. So electric cars, the, um, one of the things back in the day when people would say, Jason Tesla's way overvalued and all this stuff, they would say, well, Ford and Chrysler and GM are going to wipe them out. And I said, their business model isn't set up for that because they make money on service and electric cars have fewer parts. My dad's friend, Joel said, Jason, you're out to lunch. This is when Tesla was one tenth, And I wish I would have listened to my conviction more and bought more. What is your take? What's your take on this situation with the existing OEMs or automakers? Like, are they going to be able to innovate and become an electric only kind of thing? Or is the existing model going to prevent them from really true innovation? They have to change or die. That's as simple as that. I made a bunch of predictions. Um, in 2019, I did a round the world tour. I'm not as popular around here as I am in China, Japan, Korea. Uh, Singapore. Um, you're more popular Europe. over there? Oh, yeah. Way more popular. I, I, told jo I told my son, Josh, that you're more popular than Justin Bieber. You know who that is? Uh, I want to say a singer. Yeah, he's a singer. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Thank God. Yeah, I don't want to get any hate mail because you know, well, I didn't know who Justin Yeah, so wait, you're, more you're more popular than Asia. Wow, okay, so keep but, going. But anyway, yeah, because they're, they, were, they were looking at what's going to come next down the pike. And uh, so in 2019... Um, I made this round the world thing. So I went to China, I went to Japan, I went to Korea, I went to Singapore, I went to um, uh, someplace in the Middle East that I can't think of, and then to uh, Norway, and then to Britain, and then back home. And in my, I basically ran the same speech um, when I was talking about the future. And when I talked about the future in 2019, I said, by 2030, more than 50% of the cars are going to be electric. Uh, build cars and everybody went crazy oh that can't possibly be right that's that's not right now i've corrected that to 2028 because that's where i think the crossover point's going to be and because people are what do you define crossover crossover that means that like for instance right in back of me is the mustang right this is the mach e did you know that this is outselling the real mustang really the ice vehicle right now wow yeah, wow is, the, is what we have to remember. In, in the early 1900s, it was 50-50 for ICE vehicles and for EVs because ICE vehicles had to have a crank and EVs, women and, and people who didn't want to try and crank it, they would buy an EV. And so in 10 years, in 10 years, they went from 50-50 to 100% and zero. Why? Why? In 10 years. Because one guy, Boss Kettering, Kettering University. Kettering University. Okay, that guy invented the uh, the electric starter for a car. 
oh, instantly. So no crank anymore. No crank. And suddenly there was a change. Now we're looking at the same thing happening. Now we're looking at, first off, personal opinion is changing. Okay, you've got everybody in the world thinking, I don't want to be a polluter. I want to be, you know, a clean kind of person. Okay, that's one thing that's happening. But the other thing that's happening is the price of batteries are dropping like a rock. And now this, this product right here yep. is outselling the, let's say, the real Mustang. So this kind of stuff is what's going to make the difference. So in 2019 and 2020... Does, a, does, does Ford have a charging network like Tesla? No. No, they're using uh, Charge America or any other kind of charge okay, that's out there. Yeah, choice, yeah. yeah. Choice so point. there's... Um, um, so there's, there's, there's a lot of different type of chargers that you can get out there. I like the charging system uh, that Tesla has the best because there's the most of them. And, uh, and, and it's fast. And it's really fast, wicked fast. This one, um, I didn't charge this one, but on the ID4 and uh, the Polestar I did, and uh, uh, that was painful. So, uh, <clears throat> But they don't have a, there's no frunk here. Like, or is it oh, a, yeah. Oh, no, no, this has a frunk. And you know what I like about it? The frunk... Is actually an ice chest. The this oh really this thing here is the this is the tailgate uh, this is the tailgate party because my whole frunk could be uh, a beer chest if uh, if you happen to drink beer if you don't yeah. drink beer then you can put iced tea in it I guess as well we but could put, we uh, could put Arnold Palmer's in for Josh we could yes right, Josh, Josh could have an Arnold Palmer's right out of the right out of yeah. the frunk yeah and it's got a drain hole which is one up from uh, from the uh, from the Tesla so well isn't it easier for some of these companies to up Tesla because they saw what Tesla did and then nope, they can do they didn't and I can tell you one thing if there be a, there's going to be something on this uh, on Monroe Live. So uh, if you tune into Monroe Live, and I think it's going up. When is it going up, Eric? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow on Monroe Live, you're going to get a chance to see why this thing is vastly different than what Tesla has. When you say vastly different, do you mean vastly inferior? Yes. Okay. We're talking about the Ford Mach-E. Mach Mach-E. Mach yeah. Okay. I don't know why it's called Mustang. It doesn't look like a Mustang. No, it doesn't. It has four doors, and it's made in Mexico. But you know what? Uh, it does better than the um, than the uh, ID4. Well, I'm not even saying a bad thing. I'm just saying no. it doesn't look like a like a, like when I no. see a Mustang on the road, they want to race me sometimes, and this doesn't look like a Mustang. Right? No, you know? it doesn't. Um, and uh, believe me, anybody you have a Model S, right? Yes. Yeah. Anybody that wants to race you is a fool because they're going to lose. Yeah. Um, and I remember racing for paper when you you know you lost you lost your car. Oh, really? Yeah, you yeah. lost your car? I did not. No. Oh. I always had trick cars. My cars uh, oh, never you, lost. You, ever. Made, you made your... You, you I, your... Yes. And then I would say, okay, I don't want your car, but um, I'll take a grand or whatever it was yep. I thought I could get. Yep. Yeah. My cars went very fast. I it, never lost. Yeah. Ever. And, you know, <clears throat> I own Tesla stock, but uh, and I own a little bit of Ford because um, I was... Um, this. I, I, the, they have, you know, the... Whatever, the one fifty, the F one fifty, yeah, and the Lightning, yeah. So you said it's either do or die for these. Uh, these it is, yes. Is it truly do or die? Oh yeah. Why so? Because there's a huge number of competitors that we've never seen here before that are coming, and it's going to be impossible to hold them back. And as the Chinese, and quite frankly, I spent a lot of time in China between 20, uh, 2014 or 2015 until 2019 when I, uh, we couldn't go anymore because of COVID. And I'm telling you, those cars are well-made, they're well-engineered, and, and they're all electric. And I'm telling you when, you, when you look at 
150 to 200 different electric car companies and you look at what they've done. And by the way, like I said, we don't do much training and stuff like that anymore here in, uh, in North America. <laughs> but we were busy, busy in China, in Europe, all over the place, trying to figure out how to come up with those better ideas, those better designs. <clears throat> and I'm not sure where all it, the stuff that Tesla had came from, but I can tell you one thing for sure. What I saw, what I saw when I was touring their, uh, their SpaceX area, what I saw was basically right out of our book, uh, the, the, the book that we train people in on how to design, that's where lean design comes from, how to design the product so it's lean, so that I get the fewest number of parts, the, the fewest number of is opportunities it, for failure. Is this like rethinking first principles <clears throat> kind of thing? Uh, it is, um, because normally what happens is you come up with something that works, but then you, you, sooner or later you have to, you're, you're going to have to make this thing. And in a lot of cases, you can't make the parts or you can't, um, you just, it's just not possible to, uh, to build it or it's too expensive. Okay. That's when we come in and, uh, and we'll figure out how to, how to redesign everything. Okay. So that's kind of like what we do for a living. But unfortunately, not as much with Ford and General Motors. What, that, what, what, what to me, <clears throat> is a, it, what to me it, the word that I'm going to use is, is astounding. What Sandy goes in and takes a car apart, to do, it to do anything internally takes longer, costs more money. Yeah. You can take your car apart, give advice, and we're going to get to one company you are doing some work with, but you're doing it for these companies like Neo. I don't know if you're doing it for Neo, but you're in China. Yeah. Okay, so all these companies, XPeng and all these things, you're working with these clients, yeah. but you're not working with Ford and GM right in your backyard. No, it's, uh, it's funny. Um, we've had more executives roll in here than you can possibly imagine. I mean, uh, I mean the really the, the highest ranking people at Neo, Geely, BYD, um, Build your dream. you name it. Yeah, there. Yes, there. There's a whole bunch of them that have been here, looked around, liked what they saw, and and they found us, not the other way around. It's unbelievable, and they're right in your backyard. And, they, and this, yeah. this market cap that Tesla happily whatever, but like I'm just. It's, well, it's crazy. if you if you if you watch the thing tomorrow, I mean, we'll talk a, we'll talk a little bit about all the hoses and whatnot that are in here versus a really simple system that, that Tesla came out with. And by the way, the, the other thing that's happening with Tesla that's going to make it tough, and the Chinese are the same way, they, they move at the speed of thought. Hey, I think this is a better idea. Let's try it out. Hey, it works. Let's do it. Boom, done, gone. I could never do that at Ford. Uh, the change board uh, that, uh, that happens at Ford, that's a big deal. To try and get through that is absolutely astoundingly difficult and, and long. Yeah. Whereas we've watched Tesla make like from A to, uh, uh, to 12 changes. 12 changes on a product in a span of uh, seven months. They were all improvements, all slight improvements. Normally we would never do that at Ford. Nobody, no, none of the None of the normal OEMs did, like BMW you, or whatever would do it, but they do it. I think the word, I, the <clears throat> words, continuous improvement or continuous. Yeah, continuous improvement is the Dr. Deming thing. Yeah. That's what you said two years ago yeah, about yeah. Tesla. That's what I yeah. remembered. And I know, guys, we started late. We'd like to 10, 15 more minutes, but um, you're one of the companies you're working with, and we've had the CEO on our show a few times, Arkimoto, yeah, uh, symbol FUV, fun utility vehicle. Right. Um, do you think three-wheeler type cars have a there's a uh, big like outlook for those like how what, what do you what do you think is it for the short uh delivery type stuff 
Um, I think uh, FUV is, like I say, fun. There's also a, uh, a delivery uh, version of the FUV, but, um, but uh, we're also working with Aptera and Nobay and Indigo. And, um, and I chose to go and, um, and work with them simply because, first off, they <coughs> wanted help. Uh, secondly, they're not in the market um, that everybody else is in. Got it. And so I know I can make them, uh, I know they're going to be successful. I mean, it's, uh, it's something that I've been doing for a long time, and I know what wins and what doesn't. So um, Archimoto is going to appeal to those guys that are looking for a fun vehicle to get from here to there, uh, doors off, that kind of thing. That's, that's kind of like uh, FUV. Got the, it. Uh, the, uh, the Aptera is solar. And, um, and I will tell you right now, I, um, I'm going to get one of those. I, I like the idea of solar. And, um, will it work in Michigan? It'll work. Yeah, that's an old wives' tale about, you know, okay. oh, you can't make solar panels. I, all right, so I just bought a house um, in, uh, in Lake Orion. Yep. Uh, we haven't moved in yet, but I'm going to have um, Tesla shingles over the whole house. Oh, you are? Yes, and I'm putting in three... Uh, three Tesla power walls because oh, okay. I'm, I'm telling you what I, I can tell you flat we don't have enough once the big change comes to electric vehicles we really don't have enough power to make everything go so I'm going to make sure that I'm taken care of and I think you're <laughs> and there's something else I heard you talk about once the government is going to figure out how to tax because electric vehicles yep. gas and so they're going to tax the shit out of exactly yeah. right they will there's no question about it and it's going to be a universal tax on, on electric power. So your universal tax will take care of the roads and all the other infrastructure things that need to happen because these things, uh, these things do wear out roads. And yeah. that's why the other thing that we, we try to get involved in is um, UAVs. So these are VTOL, sorry, VTOL, vertical takeoff and landings. Now, VTOLs don't require a lot of road. And the space between them is about a thousand feet. You have a thousand feet of separation near. That's you have to. That's the separation between one product and another. Okay. These, you got about six or eight feet. Okay. So I don't have to have the same. Um, I don't have to have the same uh, amount of uh, of safety issues and scanners and, and sensors and whatnot on a on a on a veto. Elon Musk said about those like three years ago that. <clears throat> He didn't think it would take a while for those to take off because the, the, the amount of noise they have to make, like a helicopter, has to make a lot of noise to take off in the air. Has the technology improved that that isn't the case anymore? This is, I think he said that like four years ago. Okay, so the rumor is that Elon Musk is working on his VTOL right now. And as far as noise is concerned, um, so we also developed an airplane. Tragically, it was in 2008, and tragically, our sponsor for that was uh, Lehman Brothers. And, uh, oh, really? So, yeah, they had... They were going to put aside, well, they had put aside a half a billion dollars. How about this? Benzinga exists because of Lehman Brothers. I was about to join Lehman Brothers. I had my, wow. uh, and that, it literally closed four weeks before I was about to start. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll show you the model of our, 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 what we call the paradigm. Um, it seats five. Um, it takeoffs and lands. It took off and landed all by itself. We rigged it up with four aircraft. Um, it took off wow. with, um, uh, it took off from, uh, they took off from, um, what do you call it, Ronald Reagan Airport in Washington, D.C., full of senators and congressmen. It flew to Danville, in Virginia, and then flew back again. And everything was totally automatic. 
Everything was ready to go. So what and happened? Then, just... uh, that would be the the giant um, bad right. years. The, yeah, uh, I get it. I get it. I get it. The 2008 uh, collapse. So if I can raise like a couple billion for you right now, we can get this going again. <clears throat> no, we could do that for. Well, uh, I think I, it's going to have to be a little bit more, but probably right. about 600 million, and, and we'd be on the way. I said a couple billion. Uh, I'll take a couple. I didn't billion say too. a couple million. Is that what you think I said? Uh, I did hear billion, but I, I thought said, maybe you made a mistake. No, I'm a couple billion. I got, <laughs> huh. I got, I got some contacts. Okay. Really? Oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah. Like, this, is this, any of them on the line right now? Should you, I talk? You, uh, you, you know, I mean, they would enjoy this. These guys, they would no. enjoy this. Okay, we will no. talk later about that. So, yeah. so that, so no, that is where you think it could go. You think it yes. could go to? Okay, that's pretty. I mean, that's terrible. That the timing, but that's maybe it's time again. Okay. I know you guys want to know about Tesla, and I try to ask questions. Not, not everyone. I try to ask questions. Not everyone else has already asked you. So you took a road trip. You went out west. Yeah. You were driving around, driving around, and all of a sudden you get a message. Uh, you get a message for um, how much time do we have? About like five, ten minutes. About... Okay. I, I know we went late, so thank you guys. But we, we took a road trip. You get a call from some you know person said, "Hey, do you want to meet Elon Musk?" Yeah, and the weather was what have you? You, you, you this, the car that you took is here. My son wants yep. to buy it because he <laughs> thinks it's, he thinks it's a famous car. He thinks it's like ah, you know. So well. and so you took a detour to Austin, Texas. Can you tell us about that a little bit? And well, then it wasn't Austin; it was actually Brownstown or no. Brownsville, rather. So you can't mm -hmm. get any further south in the United States than this place. Oh, really? And the and the Rio Grande is like about as wide as my aisle here. You could uh, walk across. Anyway, um, yeah, we went down there. Uh, we were in um, Oregon. We we went and visited Archimoto, and uh, we were there. And you were saying, well, geez, you only had only a couple of minutes on your show and whatnot about it. Well, that's because when you get a, an invitation to go and see Elon Musk, you you put your you put your car in drive and move on. Um, and uh, and I'd already talked to Mark. So at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> Um, we got in and we drove uh, nonstop uh, from Eugene, Oregon, where they are, uh, through the mountains. And by the way, what's nice about the um, what's nice about the um, the uh, uh, the Tesla is it, uh, it it reroutes you if it thinks there's a problem. So we were driving and we were supposed to go on the uh, like on the east side of the mountains. And then suddenly something came up and said, no, you need to get on the west side of the mountains and you need to go like lickety split. Oh. And so we drove and we didn't know when we were going through the mountains, there was a blizzard right in back of us. One hour and a half in back of us was a real blizzard. So we went through the pass that uh, we needed to get through to get to, uh, to the, get to the west, uh, to the east side of, um, yeah. <clears throat> of the Rockies. And, um, in back of us, an hour and a half later, 42 inches of snow. We skedaddled all the way down, and by the time we got to uh, Las Vegas, that's where the storm ended. We got there, and uh, at that time, then the storm was like the 15 yep. minutes in back of us. You were like you were like in battle, like you know, hunters trying to get to somewhere or yeah. Yeah, scavenging. Yeah. But um, there was going to say, but you were not going to give up till you're going to Elon Musk. So. Yeah. The the navigation Tesla helped you, but then you you get you get to Browns Brownsville Brownsville, and you get there a little early, and they give you a tour of SpaceX. Yeah. Okay. You, if I recall, you used to make rockets. Yes, we were. One of your many things you used to do. I used yeah. to make I used to make rockets. You know, that's what I do at night too, guys. <coughs> I make rockets. Okay. Um, well, right. it was actually for NASA and uh, and for uh, uh, Boeing, McDonnell Douglas and Boeing. Oh, I just make I make rockets for my four year old. 
Oh, the pump up. Kind yeah, of? yeah, pump yeah. up the water balloons and it goes <laughs> yeah. up. I, yeah, that, that's what I thought you were referring to. Okay. Oh, I, so, yeah. We made those too, uh, but my parents didn't like it. We okay. set a the, field the, on fire and they didn't like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, must, uh, I did fire. Do you, do you ever do fireworks too back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. I nearly burned my thumb off. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I retired from fireworks after last year. I put a firework in upside down in the, on the mortar, upside down. Don't know how. Uh, and it made the biggest hole in this wood. Anyway, we got to go back to the good stuff. Tesla, you do the, the tour of the gig of the, uh, not the gig, the, um, the uh, SpaceX. SpaceX. Then it's time for you to meet with Elon. Okay. Yeah. I'm skipping some stuff. Hey, I'm skipping some stuff. And there's good reason. Monroe, um, they have a great YouTube channel. Go watch the interview with it. It's a great YouTube channel. If you're listening and you're not listening live, listen later, subscribe to it. it it's great. The, the guys here who put it on do a phenomenal job. And it, honestly, it's where I learned a lot of the stuff that I know in this stuff. And I, I'm like sort of impressed with myself that I know the <coughs> stuff that he's talking about because I learned it from their amazing YouTube channel. I have to be honest. So yeah. credit to your team because yeah. I, I know they just tell you what to say. No, I'm just kidding. But, well, so, no, actually, you know, when I went to, when we talked with Elon, I talked to him for like a half an hour while we were getting, while Set Corey up. was getting all his junk together. And, um, and, uh, and he wanted to have a private conversation anyway. And there was nothing that was, uh, that was uh, off the table, what, nothing. What did you guys talk about in the private conversation? Uh, we talked about the, uh, my, my view of, uh, like he'd heard that um, I was predicting that the crossover point was uh, 2030 at the time. And I said, that may be incorrect. And he said, why is that? And I said, well, I think it's going to happen faster. And then he just started laughing. And just generally, and then engineering types of things on, you know, um, why do you have segmented, uh, why do you have segmented uh, uh, magnets versus this, blah, blah, these kinds of things that, uh, that engineers talk about. I don't about. know why he won't put a light in the side mirrors, you know, to the blind spot. I know it's in the car on the display, yeah. but I would like a light in the, blind, in the mirror on the blind spot, you know, like, mm. like just a little little light that most cars have these days. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd like to get rid of mirrors. Mirrors to me are nothing but a drag. And, um, and, and quite frankly, I think what we should have is um, <clears throat> like a surround type of uh, camera that would look, uh, that, would, that would tell me exactly what's going around because there is a blind spot. There's always going to be a blind spot. There's never a blind spot with a camera. If I had, say, oh, we already tore the doors off, but if, um, if I had a little bump um, on the door. I, I could see completely around me. And I, I want that. I don't want the stupid wing mirrors. It's like passe. It's time to move on. It's like switches and things. Knobs, we don't need them anymore, so why do we still have them? You know, it's, yeah. these, these things are going to happen. I'm certain that um, Nishta will catch up and, yeah. and they'll say, okay, well, well, we'll let you have a camera instead of a wing mirror. Because people, oh, we have to have a wing mirror uh, because, you know, just an, it's a fail-safe. Really? Yeah. How many times has somebody, you've seen somebody drive by and a wing mirror is kind of like dangling down because yep. they came too close to the garage door or something? It's just, it, you don't need it. It's yep. just get rid of it. Yep. And, and, and the people listening, you, you had great access to Elon and their team. You had the meeting with Elon for half an hour and then you did the interview to say like eight eight o'clock and then they said to you, or Elon said, do you want to stay for our design meeting or something? Yeah, design eight, review. Eight, yeah. Eight, it, so this is Elon Musk, like on a Wednesday night. I don't know what night I'm making that up, but it was one of those nights. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday, okay. And he said, do you want to sit around? So you stayed there. Right. Will you just give like 30 seconds on how Elon Musk was as a leader 
Is it normal for him to be in a meeting when you were at Ford? Was a person like Elon in that meeting? And then the time that you left there at, and were they still going when you left? Did you get kind of tired? All right, we give that little quick story. Okay, so um, yeah, we uh, we were asked to stick around, and um, uh, so Corey, <laughs> I mean, we've got a lot of cameras around here right now, but we do everything on a cell phone on a on an I, iPhone. I saw and, that. I saw that. He yeah, laughed. He, he, he laughed his ass yeah, off. He, he thought that was hilarious. Yep. <clears throat> but anyway, um, uh, uh, we, we were packing up, and he said, do you want to stick around? We're going to have a design review on the, uh, the Falcon rocket. And, uh, and I said, he said, you, you, you worked on these, uh, I think, before. Somebody told me. I said, yeah, I, I worked on lots of different uh, rocket engines. So anyways, we hung around, and at about um, uh, 11 o'clock, um, uh, Corey's saying, hey, I'm dead. Because we had driven, we, we, we had drove all night, and uh, we were up basically early. So, so we were, we were kind of shot. So, um, so we went in, we made a, I made one suggestion, and he said, hey, we, we've got that kind of equipment right now, don't we? And they said, yes, and so this is for the shield on these. Anyway, so, it's, so they, they, took the, uh, they took the thing under advisement, and um, we said goodnight. And on the way out, uh, there's one thing that, that really caught my attention, and that was a sign that says uh, at, the, at, at their facility, um, nothing world-changing uh, world was ever done in a 40-hour work week. Elon's people, um, I hire the same kind of people. I'm looking Aaron, for you should, hear, you should hear what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of like uh, into guys that, that are workaholics. I want people that are so passionate, they don't care about almost anything else. And there's, there used to be a lot of people like that. Now there's a lot less. And, um, and uh, so that's, that's kind of what he's done. He's gone out and he's found people. And by the way, the other thing that scares him to death, that was one of the other things we talked about, is, um, is not getting people with the talent he's looking for. Instead, he gets uh, what... Um, what we would call as uh, HR candidates, you know, they got they went to the right school, the MBAs and MBAs and stuff like that. They got all the right documentation, but they don't know anything about what it is that he wants to do. So, so he's scared that one day someone will walk in and um, and have all the right things that he needs in a person, but because they didn't have the sheepskin or because they didn't have the whatever it was that the HR people thought they should have, they were rejected and, and put aside. And, um, and quite frankly, here at Monroe, yes, everybody's an engineer. Some of them don't have degrees. Some of them got PhDs. I don't really care. I want the right kind of person. I want the person who's, who's really into it, who, uh, I don't know, is passionate about the stuff yeah. that he's doing. Yeah, I mean, when I started my company in Zynga, I didn't have any money. And I would hire PhDs, and I defined it as poor, hungry, and driven. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do a, like a little uh, fire, like quick fire questions real quick. These are sure. qu questions from people that sent to me last night. So this is, uh, this is Chris from Canada. Um, I guess I should say Nova Scotia, I guess. He wants to know. Oh, I can sing farewell to Nova Scotia if you want. <laughs> I guess, <go. laughs> he may want that. He may want that. He wants to know how many years ahead do you think Tesla is uh, versus the competition? It depends on what area. Um, from, a, from a body and a chassis standpoint, uh, they're probably mm, a year or two behind. Um, if it's batteries, they're probably five years ahead. 
if it's electric motors and powertrain, probably uh, five years ahead. And then if we look at the electronics and um, the efficiency that they have in their electronics, probably eight to ten years ahead. Okay, so eight. So is that the biggest impact of being eight to ten years ahead on yeah. electronics? Okay. Um, a follow-up to that question is, is it just simplicity? Why does Tesla not like update the outside of the model that off? Like the Model S, the Model X, the Model X back. It's the same shell. I mean, I know it's continuous improvement. They yeah. do a lot of stuff in the internal. Do you just think they just don't get to it and they just leave it, or is it just what it is? What it is? It's a pretty car. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But was any opinion on that? Why they don't update the outside? Well, I'm more driving often? a Jeep Wrangler, so I, I don't have much of an opinion there. I guess uh, to me, um, that look. I've uh, I've been experiencing that look for. Um, uh, 50 years. Um, I, I'm old, <clears throat> and I've had a lot of Jeeps, and they all look the same. They all look like Wranglers. Okay. And then there's the VW Beetle, and then there's the Mini. I mean, at the end of the day, you can you can put an argument in both directions. Right. So I'm, I'm not as uh, big a fan of body changes as other people are, okay. um, and I know one thing for sure. If you keep the body for a long time, you save yourself a tremendous amount of money. Right, cause because you have the, of you have the molds and stuff? Yeah, yeah. All okay. the tooling's good to go. So, th- so this goes exactly to the next question. This is Stacy from Miami, Florida. You just said you had a Jeep for many years. Yes. Well, she saw that you you bought five, or your company, either way, bought five Tesla Cybertrucks. Yes. Um, you have an order. What do you expect it to do with all those, and when do you expect it to be delivered, Stacy asked. Ma, our number is, uh, is it 17,000 or 1,700 what? For, the, uh, for the order? Our, oh, our, your order our, number. Our order number. 17,000. So, well, you know Elon now, so you guys are like best friends, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on speed dial. He's on speed no, dial. No, I, yeah. I don't think, uh, no, I don't think Elon Musk is on speed dial. No, I know. Um, I know. But, uh, but um, he was very gracious enough to give us um, uh, an interview. Yep. Um, I, uh, I suppose I could get in touch with him, but I don't want to get in touch with him with anything like, hey, can I get? Uh, no. I'm not into that. Well, I tried to get him to. I was I back in the day before I knew you and before like the world knew you. Like three years ago, I tweeted to Elon, "You gotta hire Monroe. The guy is so smart." I literally found a tweet that I wrote really? like three years ago to him. Yes, because I saw you talking about some stuff, and that guy Joel told me about you, and it was like you were just like night and day to everything I've ever seen. And so I wrote, I tweeted yeah. that to him. I guarantee I'll show you the tweet. It's from three years oh. ago. Anyway, he didn't see the tweet probably, but um, he well, has he, tweeted he to me a couple has, times. He probably has tweeters that, yeah, that yeah. take care of that. So, yeah. so you, you don't know when you're going to get it, but what do you guys want five, five of them for? You're just giving them out to the... Uh, so the, one of them belongs to me and, and uh, because I like that truck and I'm going to probably get one for me. One is going to be for teardown. One's probably going to be for... Um, um, so we can do um, experiments and whatnot, do testing and validation and whatnot. And then uh, the other two are our personal, uh, our guys wanted, they just want Okay. Yeah. So you're excited for that one. Yes. And by the way, I'm keeping my Jeep Wrangler. You are keeping it. Okay. Back up. Okay. And you don't know when it's going to be delivered, right? Like you don't know. 17,000. We'll probably get it uh, three months in, something like that, four months in. Okay, I have a couple of good, uh, good questions on this. Um, well, they keep asking about the plaid. I think you saw the plaid in person, right? Uh, I think I did, maybe. Maybe you, maybe you didn't. I don't know. Okay, so I know it's coming out soon. Is, are you excited about that car? Um, I, I was excited. I thought maybe it was going to have the uh, 4680 batteries in it, and the, the, the electric motor is, um, is something unique. I'd like to see what that is. But um, um, <laughs> the Bank of Sandy is, um, 
is run dry. So we're not going to be buying one of those. We have the, You're not going to take it apart? Uh, probably not. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, we'd, have to, we'd have to figure out how we're going to sell reports. Because in, in order to make money, we're a small company. It's not a huge place. And in order for us to uh, uh, tear these things apart, we have to have our sponsors or the people who are, are part of our sponsors. And even this is risky. Um, Teslas, we can sell those all day long, but um, Tesla reports. But uh, something like this, and I know... You, when you sell Tesla reports, do you sell them to other auto manufacturers yes. or do you sell them to like mutual funds or I don't know? Well, uh, we've sold them to mutual funds. We've sold them to analysts. We've sold them to... We should to sell them on Benzinga, Rohan. What do you think? Is it, it is, how, how deep are oh, the reports? Oh, hey, uh, I, we, we, we'd be happy to we'll uh, try work it. something how, out like that. How sure. many pages are the reports? It depends on which one. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wait, 6,000 to 20,000, and they're not all automated? And they're like, I mean, that's a lot of words. That's someone, you guys are actually going through everything. Yeah, there's nothing. We, every part is, is costed. Everything, everything is analyzed for quality. Everything's analyzed for weight. I mean, uh, labor to put it together. Everything's in there. There's nothing that we, uh, we, okay. don't, uh, we don't we skip. And that's why, I don't know, we, we don't have any real uh, NDAs or anything, but Toyota, Honda, uh, Kia, Hyundai, um, I, a flood of uh, Chinese companies, um, some of the European uh, badges. I mean, they're customers. They're all customers. Even um, even um, uh, even Chrysler, or wow. was. I don't know what they may not be buying them in the future, but wow. but uh, wow. okay. But FCA did. Yeah. No, that, that's that's awesome, and I'm sure the reports aren't cheap, but they're well worth it. I guess they're very hey, they're very cheap. They're very cheap. Costs, they're extremely cheap considering what yeah. you can get out of it. It costs us about um, about a million, million one, million two, for us to analyze these things and yeah. put them all together. Um, we sell these for I don't know eighty grand or something. What is it? Eighty grand. Oh, that's yeah, just bring it, we, we bring it over. This is Corey. Yeah. Oh, this is Corey. This is. Corey, I actually yeah. linked in you too, and then you wrote back to me. You're very nice, yeah. and you were in the videos and stuff. That's Corey that went on yeah. the trip. Yeah. Um, look at so. The this is. Um, yeah, this is only one. This is the um, this Holy is the cow. HVAC system for the BMW i3. So um, this is about the right size, maybe a little bit small for if we print. We don't print them much anymore. We just we send them out in a PDF, and then you this can. This is just the HVAC system. Yeah, for the. Uh, one of 14. Yes, yeah, 14. Four, how many people work on this thing? On that one, there was about what? 15, 20. Yeah, um, I mean, this is insane. Yeah. It's insane, and, and quite frankly, here. we know one thing for sure. We know that um, uh, that on the on the Model Y, which we started selling in uh, June of uh, last year, amazing. Um, this place is amazing. When we started selling that, um, uh, Ford actually was uh, started uh, started the teardown of their Model Y, and um, they're still tearing it down. Um, and we could have added to them in their hands. I mean, engineers need information oh, so like the, now. And the Ford isn't customers of this stuff. No, they don't. They don't. They don't see it as a. a I, I don't I, know. I, you know, I really don't want to throw rocks at Ford. I know. I don't. I'm they're in their car apart. They may come in. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. I'll have to call Bill. Okay, okay. We only have a few minutes. Literally three minutes left. So I want to go to battery technology because I gra graphene, lithium. Public companies. Someone wrote me this. Maybe you have an answer. You did an interview. Quantum Skate CEO yeah. Jagdeep Singh. 
you can guys can go to Monroe Live again and see his the interview there. I don't want to waste time asking questions on it because it's it's great there and you'll get most of yeah. the benefit there. So we'll skip what I was going to ask there. What I do want to ask is one of my guys who's is very into this electric battery stuff. He said solid state battery for cars. Timeline thoughts on and then he wrote thoughts on magnes as a metal for upcoming chemistries. Why did it take so long for existing OEMs to switch to electric? Will they succeed? Is there enough metals in the world for our ambitions? Um, that was, I guess the first part of the question is more so. Yeah. Okay. So first off, um, uh, quantum scape, solid, um, solid power. Um, I've got another one sitting on my desk right now. Um, and, uh, there's battery technologies that are coming out so fast. It's, it's impossible to keep up. Um, I still think that the best battery on the planet, if they can get it built in volume is going to be the Tesla and Panasonic 4680. Um, and the reason for that is just because they're going to be available. They can make them a lot faster than you can pouch batteries. So that's one thing. I showed you back there the ID4 battery pack and the batteries that are in it. Yep. Uh, we're going to be looking at those a little seriously. Look at these ones here. So LG, um, uh, SK, uh, Panasonic, um, all these battery companies, all of them are working feverishly. But there's all these little rinky-dink places that are cranking out um, battery technology that's brand spanking new, chemistry that no one ever thought of before. And even the U.S. government is getting involved in um, nickel mines, um, lithium. Uh, uh, lithium is uh, basically flat mined. It's like uh, on the sur it's a rare earth, so it's mostly in deserts and stuff like that. We're working with Jordan actually on silica sand. Um, that's one thing I'd really like to. Uh, uh, somehow get the connection here because in Detroit we have a lot of folks from the uh, from the Middle East that uh, that might be interested in investing in that. Do you think that could be better than using lithium or is it? Oh no no that's silica sand for chips. Chips yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah see I thought I did my research and listened to my own live I missed that episode okay. No, well no <laughs> it's not sand it's, it's going to be an episode but right now what okay. we're looking at is everything that's out there is so in flux. This is like a, a great time to be alive um, if you're an engineer. I mean, there's so much going on. By the way, we didn't talk about software, but, but Tesla's software for their, for their automatic guided vehicle system is only 100,000 code, uh, lines of code. That's, that's, that's less than what we have in our lean design software. I mean, our software does a lot of tricks, but it doesn't keep you from crashing into a tree. I mean, it's amazing it's, how quickly it's, and easily they do stuff. It's a, Tesla is, people can say they're going to do electric cars, but Tesla's eight to 10 years ahead. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I, I mean, I, I'll be, I'll say it right now. Tesla saved me from an accident a week and a half ago. Literally, I was a rear in the car and I went to hit the brakes. Tesla did an emergency brake for me. It was like the craziest thing. I never had it happen where it yeah. applied the brake and I didn't hit the car. And Tesla, and think about it. How many deaths a day are there um, yeah. from car, car accidents? So when people say stuff and, you know, want to ridicule Elon, I get so pissed because how many lives are saved per day by driving? Like, I would have hit that car. Right. I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, I would have hit that car if well, it wasn't for Tesla. Well, here's one of the things that I just found out. It makes me angry. Well, this, this was truly astounding. Uh, somebody sent me the interview that, uh, that was uh, Tesla, or sorry, Elon Musk was giving to some reporter. And he, he was very calm and collected, but he, he definitely was throwing the press under the bus. And here's what happened. Someplace in Mexico, a car was reported, a Tesla was reported to be caught on fire 
and it took uh, two hours to put it out, and, oh, this is horrible. Then, then Elon filled him in. The guy was going three times faster than he was supposed to on a, on a, a side road. He slammed into a flex beam guardrail, which tore the wheels off the car. He went through the flex beam wheels, through the flex beam guardrails, flew across the, uh, the, uh, uh, the median onto the oncoming traffic, hit the ground. Now he's running on top of the, uh, on top of the battery case, scraping the battery case along, slammed into a tree, and the two occupants got out. And survived. And were fine. The better part. Tesla was called down. Oh, and, and a few minutes later, it caught on fire. So Tesla was phoned, and the people came down to this, wherever this place is in Mexico, came in, they flew in. Who do you think picked them up? Tesla. The guy that was driving the Tesla to thank them oh. for saving his life. Unbelievable. And the media puts And the, the media, oh, look, it caught on fire. Just like the two guys in Texas. Oh, yeah. What's the deal with that? Well, Unbelievable. The, uh, the media and, and Benzinga, we're in the media, but we have a different outtake. If you're wearing a white shirt and you have a little yellow stain that's this small, the media talks about that. Tesla saves lives every day, by, yeah. but, but, and they don't get the credit for it. And it's nice that these other car companies, and Elon Musk did open source like a lot of those patents, by the way, because he wanted a better world out there. So yeah. that's being said. So la I guess last question, one last question that we didn't get to. We'll have Sandy Monroe on again. Monroe, I mean, this company, you guys, if you haven't been to it, again, go to the YouTube, go to the channel. He has a, sh a thing coming out tomorrow. It's it's awesome. You got to see the QuantumScape interview. Um, that guy, that guy's good. He yeah. he he was he answered. By the way, another one. No, nothing was off the table and nothing was cut. Got it. Okay, this is a line you said, and this is kind of what I want to leave this with, I think. Um, it's not the big that eats the small. It's the fast that eats the slow. Correct. Something you said. Yes. And I think it's a line that you kind of coined Tesla or some other companies that move at the speed of thought. And yeah. I'm going to start saying that because instead of pontificating and overthinking, overthinking analysis paralysis, it's making the moves, testing. I mean, that whole battery day, like with the battery being part of the car versus being this extra thing, I think is what this is about. And I know you're talking about the, the I mean, I want to see your airplane thing. I can't wait to see it before we leave. But like what you guys are doing here is amazing. If you're an auto manufacturer, you're not, you're not talking to Monroe, um, you're missing out. Uh, I think they give a site, leandesign.com too. Yeah, leandesign.com. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Check, check that out. Um, there's a lot of stuff here. Is there anything that I, I mean, I'm sure there's a million things, but anything you want to add in so people um, that I've met, any like Elon Musk story that when you were there and he said some joke to you that was funny, anything you want to add in? Or, um, <laughs> I don't remember any jokes, but um, okay, one yeah. of the things that, that, uh, that I've, I've talked about quite a bit is, you know, the use of castings as opposed oh, to. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's unbelievable. It's right there. That's the oh, front that's of a car. It? That's the center of the car. Oh, and that's the my rear God. of the car. And that's been sitting there for 12 to 15 years. I almost fell out of my chair, guys. So this is, this is what Tesla is basically doing. Not exactly, because that's one piece or that's two piece. That's three pieces, that's three pieces, and he's going to have three pieces as well. Yes, and so and look at that spinning so around. Monroe has been telling people to do this forever. Yeah, and Tesla did it, and it gets rid of a ton of parts, like 30 percent. And it, you said the yeah. floor shop, you get rid of, but. People don't, I don't know. And so. Well, you get rid of an awful lot of uh, the fa The factory will shrink by about a third if you put that in. Yeah. All right. This is awesome. You're getting a lot. People are giving you a lot of love in the chat. 
Thank oh, you for co- co- coming on. I know we went longer. We had some tight things in there, but we wanted to do it on site. And listen, Sandy doesn't just think of these. <laughs> the golf carts you're driving on the golf cor- course today, thanks, Sandy, because if you didn't have him, you may have bruised your leg, you may have fell, fell out and all that stuff. It's because of him. And those ice <laughs> skates that you have for your kids, I think he's going to like the idea and go create those skates for us just on the side. That's what they do here. So um, I don't know. Thank you very much for coming <laughs> Thank on. Thank you. Um, and get your latest edition of the SAE International and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you, Sandy. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank yes, you very much. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you.